Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. A trip down the baking aisle can land budget shoppers in a serious quandary. Why pay nearly $20 for four ounces, that's 119 milliliters of pure vanilla extract, when you can get the same amount of imitation vanilla flavor for less than five bucks. Why does real vanilla cost an arm and a leg? There are a few good reasons. It's a classic case of supply and demand. Much of the world's supply of vanilla beans, about 80%, is grown in just one place, the island of Madagascar and nearby Réunion. The last few years have seen these islands ravaged by multiple storms, like Cyclone Inawo in 2017, wrecking thousands of plants and driving prices up to more than $600 per kilo or around $300 per pound, which is 10 times what the prices were a few years previous. Although 2019 prices proved to be more stable than the fluctuating rates of 2017, 2020 was forecast to see production reduced by 25%, which could send costs shooting upward again. 
But that was predicted before the COVID-19 pandemic happened, which seems to be sending prices lower. The other major contribution to sky-high vanilla prices is the fact that the plant is just difficult to grow. Species of vanilla are members of the orchid family. The bean is the orchid's fruit. It's only able to grow 10 to 20 degrees north or south of the equator. The flowers grow on evergreen, climbing stems. The blooming season lasts just a couple of months, with a mere handful of fragile green, white, or yellow flowers blossoming each day, and each flower only opening for pollination for one single morning before they wither and fall off the plant. They're so delicate that their only known pollinators in the wild are species of tiny bees and birds that evolved alongside them in their native Central American habitat. So basically, if you're not growing vanilla in Mexico, and again, most vanilla isn't, you have to hand pollinate. The hand pollination process is difficult and requires an experienced person to perform it successfully. Uh, Typically, it's done by farmers who've been in the vanilla growing game for generations. The process doesn't end once the beans are harvested either. Freshly harvested vanilla pods are actually pretty bland. The crop must be cooked, sweat, dried, and cured in a truly persnickety operation that prevents rotting and allows a number of enzymatic and friendly bacterial processes to develop some 250 flavor compounds that we love about real vanilla. From beginning to end, growth to export, the whole shebang takes a solid year. And that is why vanilla is the second costliest spice in the world, after only saffron. Ironically, many farmers in Madagascar had moved away from growing this labor-intensive crop before 2017 Cyclone Anawo made landfall because of low prices for the product. At the same time, consumer interest in real vanilla had started to increase, further exacerbating the supply problem. So, is real vanilla worth the price? In baking, vanilla does a lot more than just make something taste vanilla. With all those flavor compounds, it can enhance other flavors in sometimes unexpected ways. That said, when a recipe calls for pure vanilla extract, it can be tempting to sidestep the authentic but pricey version in favor of the much cheaper imitation stuff, which is typically lab-synthesized vanillin. Vanillin is one of those many taste and aroma compounds that's produced when you cure vanilla beans, but there are lots of other ways to get the same molecule. You can use yeast or bacteria to ferment an oil from cloves or an acid from rice bran. Fed one of those things, these specialized and often proprietary microorganisms basically poop vanillin. Those sort of products are considered natural vanillin. You can also heat and pressure treat an alcohol that comes from spruce trees to produce vanillin. As of the 1990s, a lot of the world's vanillin was actually a byproduct of the wood pulp and paper industries. Finally, you can synthesize vanillin in a lab using an oil that's a byproduct of the petroleum industry. Those two, uh, the wood pulp and petroleum versions, are considered artificial vanillin. The petroleum version is the cheapest of the lot by far, especially since wood and paper industries worked to reduce their waste in the 2000s. However, if you've heard that some artificial vanilla flavoring comes from the butt glands of beavers, yes, this is a rumor, that's incorrect on multiple levels. First off, any product derived from an animal would be called natural. Secondly, while it is true that beavers do produce a sort of vanilla-scented substance in a gland that's near the base of their tails, 
It's not from their anus, and it's not actually financially viable to milk beaver glands at a rate that would satisfy the world's interest in vanilla flavoring. Uh, The gland secretion, by the way, is called castorium, and beavers use it to mark their territory and to impress humans by smelling just absolutely lovely. It did see some use in the 1800s as a perfume ingredient and food additive, during the time when beaver fur was all the rage in fashion and beavers were being hunted in large numbers. It still shows up in the fragrance industry sometimes, but it's expensive and uncommon. At any rate, the real vanilla is rare. 95% of the vanilla flavoring used in foods we eat, like vanilla ice cream, is synthetic. If you can afford to splurge on a few beans, it can be really worthwhile, though. There are simple recipes online for extracting lots of flavor from them. You can even scrape the tiny fleck-black seeds from the pods for use in a special recipe, and then reuse the fleshy husks multiple times, drawing out flavor by steeping them in liquid or storing them in granulated sugar. Today's episode was written by Alia Hoyt and produced by Tyler Klang. To learn more about vanilla, check out my podcast about food science and history. It's called Savor. And for more on this and lots of other not-so-vanilla topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.